This is the Sean Miller Podcast, presented by Deer Park Roofing. Now, here's your hosts, Paul Fritchner and Adam Baum, with the head coach of the Xavier Musketeers, Sean Miller. Today's episode is going to be very different. If you're following us on social media, then you know Adam Baum and I were out in Las Vegas over the weekend covering Xavier in the Continental Tire main event. We vlogged the whole trip, giving you a look inside practice, shoot-arounds, and a whole lot more. Then on Sunday, a few hours before Xavier's game against St. Mary's, we sat down with Sean to record a podcast. That show is what you'll hear right now, a little over 18 minutes of Sean talking about building toughness, responding to adversity, and what it means to be the head coach at Xavier University. For the full experience, go subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch the vlog. It includes all of the behind-the-scenes footage and looks inside our trip to Vegas. Right now on this audio form, though, here is Sean Miller. The Sean Miller Podcast is brought to you by our trusted friends at Deer Park Roofing. Protect what's important with Deer Park Roofing's industry-leading training, expert attention to detail, and responsive service. From commercial and residential replacements to roof repairs, gutters, and more, request a free estimate today at DeerParkRoofing.com. That's DeerParkRoofing.com. Coach, we really appreciate you taking the time to do this on this trip. I know it didn't start off the way that you had hoped with a setback against Washington, but with a group of new guys that we have talked so much about, what can you expect out of a group like that with the toughness and tenacity that you're hoping to build in this team right now? Well, that's that's the one byproduct, Paul, of these November exempt events, which they're called, you know, and I think historically it's always favored a more veteran, older, more established team, simply because all of us in college basketball come off of these 30 practices that we're allowed to have before our season opener. And really, when you think about it, each one of us has just a couple of short weeks before this tournament begins. So a returning starter, multiple returning starters, a team that's been together, clearly, in, especially if you have talent with it, they have a huge advantage in the Maui Invitational. And I can go back as far as the first time that I was here at Xavier, we went to, I think it was called the San Juan Shootout in Puerto Rico. And we went with Dante and BJ, two two older, more established players, especially BJ at the time. And uh, we ended up winning three games in three days. I don't know if you remember it, but I, right. I can certainly remember it. It was like Virginia Tech. We went on an 80-foot buzzer shot by Dante. Uh, we then played Missouri, who I think at the end of that year was a three seed in, in the NCAA tournament. And then we ended up playing Memphis in the championship game. And Memphis, you know, I believe got to the final four or elite eight in that year as a two seed, maybe even a one seed. But to win three games in three days or three games in four days was quite a task back then. But what it allowed us to do is take advantage of the returning experienced players, those who had been through the wars and battles a year earlier. And in our case, if you think about it, we were coming off of an Elite Eight performance. We were coming off of a 30-win season. This year, for us here at Xavier, it's much different. So, Paul, what we get out of this is some hardship, some tough lessons. Uh, it's not fun to, to drop a game, which I thought we had a, a real chance to win, especially at halftime, right, where we played 20 minutes of good basketball. But the first lesson is this. Basketball in college is a 40-minute game. Whether you're winning or losing at halftime, and maybe some things that you do well as a team at, at the half, 
leading into half. You got to do it all over again in the second half. And we're playing in chunks right now. At Purdue, we had chunks of a game where you're like, man, we look good. But we weren't able to do it against that caliber of opponent on their home court for 40 minutes. The same thing really happened against Washington. If you judged us by 20 minutes, 16, 24 minutes, we had enough good basketball to win the game. But the other 16 minutes is still a part of who we are. So we're trying to grow good performance. We're trying to make it, instead of it being half the game, Paul, or 24 minutes, we're trying to make it 28, 32, and eventually 40 minutes. Tournament like this, it exposes that and forces that change to happen quicker. Coach, after the game, you talk about you know the toughness not being there and that thing that you you always want to be there and early on in the season maybe you hope that it is it probably always doesn't arrive at the time when you want it to but how do you teach toughness how do you instill that aspect when it seems like that's normally something that that's either there or it's not what's that process like it's very difficult because, you know, with toughness, what we're talking about here is just sustained effort, right? Competitive spirit, playing the game with force without fouling, not, you know, hit somebody in the chest and get an intentional foul. That's not toughness. Toughness is to put a four-minute segment of a game behind you when your team or even you as an individual player just played poorly and now get back up and come out after that timeout and go from that just happening to we now play a really good next four minutes. It takes mental toughness. It, it takes it takes really, I think, a togetherness of the group of five, both on offense and defense, to be able to forget what just happened and to bounce back and be better in the same game, not after you watch film, practice two days, and then come back and say, hey, we're doing it better in the next game. So, you know, toughness comes from being down in the second half and still winning putting bad plays behind you and bouncing back. So I think, number one, it takes time. And then the other part, as a coaching staff, I look at it as my total responsibility to be able to show examples of this is how we do it, this is how we don't do it, this is what we have to improve. And when you hear that old adage of when you play a great schedule, it toughens you, it hardens you, it prepares you for big big tests after Christmas in the Big East Conference. We're living it right now. But it's no fun. So I think for us with the young group, uh, we had a really difficult film session. Difficult from the perspective of there were a lot of errors and things we could have done better against Washington. We lived it. We showed it. We learned from it. We move on. And hopefully against St. Mary's, we can be better because of the experience of learning and the experience of going through that against Washington. The Sean Miller Podcast is proud to partner with Payroll Partners, where you're not just a number. That means providing a best-in-class HR and payroll experience that was built on award-winning technology and live support customer service with a dedicated payroll specialist who's just a phone call away. You shouldn't have to choose between technology and customer service. At Payroll Partners, you get both. Payroll Partners is locally owned and operated by a proud Xavier alum. For more information or to request a free demo, visit payrollpartners.net. That's payrollpartners.net. In a press conference at the, after the Purdue game, you said, I'm leaving here with my head held high. And then you could see the frustration on your face after the Washington game. Where do you find that middle ground of what you saw on Monday or against Purdue and now against Washington here? 
I think it's one of the hardest things as a coach is to like check the emotional side of it and really see things for truly how they are. Um, against Purdue, and again, we have to become a lot better at the things we do, even in that game. But I thought all things considered, we played with a great spirit, a great energy and togetherness. We weren't perfect, but we fought all the way to the end. And, uh, and I thought there were some real positives to learn from that game, even though we didn't win. Against Washington, uh, we had opportunities to put them away. We had opportunities to be the winner of that game. And one of the things that really plagued us is just from an offensive perspective, our inability to execute, pass the ball, and play together. We, we broke down in, in, our, in our unselfishness. We, we, we broke down in terms of dribbling too much, not making the easy play. Uh, we keep track of thing, uh, something called DNRP. Did not run play. Uh, you could put another letter in there sometimes to, to really go. But it's the place called. There's five guys who have a job and responsibility to do. You have to execute with timing. Something ends, another thing begins. The pace, the movement, the screening, right? And it creates the best shot possible. Sometimes you can really execute and the other team does a great job defending. And now you have to play after the play, team basketball, and now generate a shot through, through team concepts. And there's a lot that goes with that possession, right? So, you know, in, in the Washington game, we had more DNRPs than any game we've played so far. So again, when you talk about things that I think can be frustrating, things that you really have to hold players accountable on, that we have to improve, you can't execute and be a winning team when you have DNRPs as part of who you are. So in our case yesterday, in the day between games, what we really tried to do is go over our own execution. And as much as this is about getting ready for the opponent in the next game, I think one of the things I've learned, it's so much about who you are. Can your guys bounce back from a difficult loss, handle coaching and criticism, be better? Can we correct things with just a short one-day turnaround? So that, that becomes like the next challenge of a tournament. But I have no doubt, flying across the country, playing a game, I believe in the second half, it would have been about 2 a.m. or 2.30 a.m., 2.30 a.m. East, yeah. Eastern yeah, Standard sure. Time. Having that, dealing with the time change, playing two games in three days against really top competition, that we, when the trip ends, will be better because of it. Now, how many games we win out here, that remains to be seen, and we still are trying to win. But I know that sitting in the CentOS Center and playing highly favored games, that serves a purpose. But nothing brings out the best or teaches you who you are and what you have to be better at than playing away from home in the western part of the country for us against quality opponents. Coach, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, as a coach, you probably feel like, man, I want to be in control of everything. I want to, I want everything to go the way that I want it to go. And I think a big part of coaching is having guys on the floor who take on what you want to happen, who know what you want, who are vocal with what you want, and act as an extension of you when they're on the court. And I think you're asking a guy like Des Claude to take on a role like that. Mm -hmm. Who else are the guys on this team? And how do you express to them and impress upon them, like, I want you to be this guy for me. I need, we need guys that can be loud and, and know what the plan is and know how to execute it. 
Point guard position. Right now, Davion McKnight, in fairness to Davion, even though he played at Western Kentucky and was a terrific player for them, he has to run a new new system. It's harder for the, the point guard to adjust than any other position. I'll take you back to the month of November last year with Sule Boom. Not everybody was saying he was going to be an all Big East performer or man, he's the answer. There was a lot of question marks. And in fairness to Sule, just like with Davion, it takes time for him to learn what's expected. He's in charge of the other four players more than any other position. And yet he's also in charge of his own performance. We need more vocal leadership. We need we need more of an extension between our point guard, Davion McKnight, and our coach and staff. That, that will be helpful. Some of the DNRPs are a function of we have a player or multiple players on the court that English isn't their first language. If you're that point guard, you have to walk up and say, hey, Sasha, you got the play call, right? You know, thumb up. You good? Yeah, great, great. Just just checking. So you're you're that's that's truly the extension. You know, the raw raw look. We want everybody to show raw emotion because uh, to me that energizes your group. But you also have to be who you are. You could be a quiet player and quiet person, still talk, still give the right amount of energy. And then the other part of it is Trey Green is a true freshman. When Davion is out, you know Trey right now is working through making shots. And he, so far, he hasn't gotten off to a good start. I am totally confident that he, he will repair that. It's just a matter of time before the ball goes in. But I think that's on his mind some, and it's affecting some of the other things that he could do really well as a point guard, which is running the show, taking care of the ball, making sure you're in charge of the other four players, defensively being better on defense than you ever have before. But when you have 10 new players, Adam, and, and look, I'm not going to keep beating that same drum because that shouldn't be the narrative. But the fact is, in November, the 10 new guys, the six freshmen, the three international players that are among that group, uh, that's not to our advantage early on to be successful. And that's why I think that as we stay with this, with health being in our future, good health being in our future, you know, we will continue to grow and improve. And eventually, the best version of our team will show up at some point, in my opinion, after Christmas. Now you look forward here. You play St. Mary's, and then you look forward into the rest of the week and go forward into Houston and all of this that's coming before Big East play. But this game against St. Mary's is the last time you play away from Cintas before you go to Carneseca Arena and open Big East play. So what do you hope, you talk so much right there about going to the West Coast and, and playing those games away from Cintas, but now you get to come home for a month. So when we're sitting here before that St. John's game, what do you hope they've accomplished from here to then? Well, certainly you want to be more comfortable playing away from Cintas than you would otherwise be if you didn't take on this challenge. I mean, again, flying across the country, playing in a different time zone, most importantly against two excellent not excellent teams because you can make the case there's those out there that are better than both Washington and St. Mary's, but from a talent, coaching, the league that both teams play in, the history of their programs and what both of their goals are this year, St. Mary's and Washington, uh, we're playing very, very good competition away from home. Throw in Purdue at Mackey Arena and you call on these types of experiences, the preparation in the hotel, right? Traveling, getting off the plane, what's expected, how we watch film, being on time, 
what shoot around feels like, not for a home game, but an away game. All of that, I think, allows a new group to get more comfortable than they otherwise would have been if we're sitting there with an inflated record, having never tested ourselves. There are certain aspects of that first away game that we would have gone through uh, unnecessarily because we didn't take the time to prepare for it. So these experiences, no question, harden the group. And to your earlier question, Adam, how do you develop toughness? Well, some of it is we have to give our guys some tough situations to go through and live through it and work through it. And by the way, if you're successful and it's tough, now you develop that big word, confidence. Coach, last thing I got for you, I think, you know, we've, we've talked a lot on this show about you've done this for a really long time. And I think the expectation going into every season is that there will be hardships. You're going to run into some roadblocks. Things are not always going to go according to plan. What's that like when they arrive? Like, uh, it's probably something that even 19 years in, you're not used to. Yeah, I mean, a couple of things that I have learned, and I've learned from older coaches, those that are even older than me. Number one, I think as a coach in any sport, uh, you have to be true to yourself. You have to be your, your authentic self. That doesn't mean you try to you, you don't try to improve who you are and what you've done in the past. But for the most part, you have to be true to how you're wired. Um, like I'm a one-dimensional basketball-only person, right? Uh, I love my family, but when you talk about what are your other interests, coach, you have to have other sports, you have to do other things. You know, I can try them, but I've just been wired a certain way since I've been about seven years old. So, you know, the win and the loss in the past for me is when you win, you live to coach another day. And when you lose, you die for a period of time until you revive yourself. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not that way at the moment. It may not feel that way to everybody. But look, one thing about college sports, and I take... I take the mantle of being the head coach at Xavier very seriously. We're supposed to win, and we're supposed to be in the tournament. And our biggest games on our schedule should bring out the best in our group. And when that doesn't happen, we have to fix that. That's not okay. And I think anybody that tries to put a silver lining on that is either lying or they're not going to be around to see the next day very often. College sports is about being successful. And while we go through the process, what you learn as a coach is there's no better lesson for our players than going through these tough times. It allows them to deal with adversity off the court and in their own future more. They learn the power of camaraderie, of togetherness. They get the sense that if they're not together or they don't have that great camaraderie, you can only go so far in life. That's going to be in the job that they have one day, in the family that they raise, in life outside of sports when, when these hurdles and trial and tribulations come their way. There's no better classroom than going through these hardships as a college basketball team and program. So I think as the coach, going through it with them, holding them accountable is part of our responsibility. You know, uh, So that's how we try to look at it. And I also think that will spur on growth and development in both our team and also especially in our freshmen. Coach, I appreciate you being here and taking the time to do this. 
I gotta say happy birthday. Yeah, it's your happy birthday, birthday. Yeah, the other day. Happy birthday. Yeah. Fifty five is a is a unique number, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> Thank you guys. Do you have any uh you coached here in Las Vegas for so many years with the Pac twelve and coming out here for the tournaments and everything else? Any favorite memories, anything that sticks out from your time here? We won the Pac twelve tournament several times and you know, winning a conference tournament. Imagine winning the big East tournament. Yeah. It's it's quite a thrill. So, you know, I think that's uh that's certainly part of it and in in a couple of those championships happened in T-Mobile Arena as well yeah. so uh that brought back a lot of good memories all right well happy belated birthday here Thank coach you. best of luck tonight and thanks everybody for watching the Sean Miller podcast is brought to you by Deer Park Roofing and their company motto is protect what's important Deer Park is not just another storm chasing roofing company they're invested in your community and truly care about the people in it you can trust them to do the job right Deer Park has highly trained professional technicians who make sure your residential or commercial roofing system is installed correctly and quickly. For a free estimate, visit DeerParkRoofing.com today. That's DeerParkRoofing.com. Again, make sure you go to the Sean Miller Podcast YouTube page to watch the whole vlog. Subscribe, share, like, rate, and review. We'll talk to you next time. This has been the Sean Miller Podcast, presented by Deer Park Roofing, with your hosts, Paul Fritchner and Adam Baum. Join us again soon for another episode with the head coach of the Xavier Musketeers, Sean Miller.